Hello and welcome to Hamsa Holistic Healing and Ayurveda, Episode 6, Spiritual Warriors. I am honored to introduce my guest, Charlene Predmore, owner and director of Happy Buddha Yoga Studio in Goshen, New York. Charlene is the mother of two daughters and one son, grandmother to one grandson. Charlene is a yoga teacher, a Thai body worker, Reiki master, a forever student of self, yoga, and life. Charlene has been teaching yoga since 2010, has been practicing yoga since 2001. She has been a lead teacher in seven yoga teacher training programs, including mine. She was my teacher in 2016. Charlene has died once and born twice. And she is, and I quote, an introvert with an extrovert's job. Charlene, my friend, thank you for joining me today to have this inspiring conversation. Thank you so much for having me. I'm absolutely humbled and honored to be here with you. Thank you. I feel the same way. Uh, so we definitely said a whole lot about you in the introduction. So let's start, if we may, with what led you to yoga to begin with back in 2001? Uh, I, was, I was in the middle of a divorce, mm -hmm. and my life was a little bit upside down. I didn't have health insurance, and this was an, a cheaper alternative to therapy. I found my way in a, in a yoga class in a gym, and... Uh, you know, at the end of the class, I felt something had happened. I wasn't quite sure what, but I never felt what I felt that day. And that led me on this, this path. Yeah, so. that sounds, it sounds so familiar. Um, I, I think a lot of people stumble into yoga and it sounds, it sounds cool, you know, and it, you see, it's very big now and, and, um, mm -hmm. And people kind of stumble in and uh, discover that something magical happens. Um, it's not just stretching and, and working out. It's not it's, at all. Yeah, it's something so much more profound than that. It's it's more of an inner size for me than an exercise. Ah. And it's uh, the work that I find myself doing is is just it's 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 my work. You yeah. know, it's um, and being a, a, an instructor, I see so many reasons why people find their way into a studio. But after a couple of classes, it's um, they're starting. They feel they notice that something happens to them too. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's an amazing. It's it's amazing. It's an amazing gift for me. For for me, it's been a lifesaver and a game changer. Yeah, I agree. Same. Mm. I remember during yoga teacher training, I remember the first day you saying to me, it's, it's a, it's a life changer. It's going to change your life. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I thought, for sure. well, I definitely want to do the, the, the yoga teacher training, but life changer. I don't know. I'm not sure about that, but after, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> it was, it was amazing. It's a whole lot of what the hell just happened here. It, it's like where, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I remember in, in that, what was it, like six or seven weeks of, 
every day, that really intensive summer. Oh, yeah, you had the summer program, yeah. Yeah, so I just remember the bonding that took place between all of us. And, you know, we were all experiencing different things and different releases during the during the training. And, and the bond that we formed, it was just a beautiful thing. It really, really was. That's part of the connection. Yeah. That's part of the practice is that, that, that sense of union, not just with ourselves, but our community and our, and our higher power, whatever that is for you. For me, it's God, you know, for me, it's Jesus. Yeah. But for, but it's that, that coming together individually, but together that you're not alone through this. Exactly. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, uh, I mean, yoga itself means union, right? And, and yeah. being one with, with your spirit. I mean, it's, yeah. that, it's that quieting of the mind so that you can reconnect with the soul and that Christ consciousness that lives in, in all of us. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so in the introduction, um, we, we spoke about being um, dying once and being born twice. Yes. So that that's a that's a heavy statement, and I'm sure uh, everyone's wondering um, what that means exactly. So, how did yoga help you heal and transition back after your experience with actual death? Well, it was I was on the operating table. I had a I had an abscess at the back of my throat that closed off air passage. And I can remember they had to do a tracheotomy. I was going to be awake for it. I could feel my I could feel my body dying. Mm. Um, I remember laying on the table and just laying there thinking this route, meaning my nose and my lungs are no longer working. Mm. That if I wanted to survive, I needed to find another way. And I can remember as if I was tapping myself on my third eye, saying, take in through your third eye and now through your heart. And if I didn't have the tools that I picked up in my class on the chakras and softening and not freaking out in the middle of a chaotic situation, Mm. I'm sure I would have died at the table. Afterwards, I had no vocal cords. I couldn't speak for four months. I was afraid to close my eyes. I was afraid to go to sleep. And I couldn't go back to the life that I had. I was in sales. I couldn't go back to sales. I couldn't speak. And I found myself in a yoga studio. That's all I could do was to serve a practice that I felt had saved my life. That gave me something to get me through a traumatic experience. But in the healing that's when the trauma really came to surface. It was, I couldn't speak, so I couldn't use my voice. So I was left to listen to my own thoughts. Mm. I had to let those things come up. I had to find another way, but I think it led me to the direction I was supposed to be in. And sometimes we're not always willing to make a change until we're forced to make the change. Yes. And this, this, these, these tools, this practice was there for me mm-hmm. to come back to, to come home to. I can remember that 
the pranayama practices that I've learned, the postures in themselves had physical healing properties. Yes. But I knew once I started to regain my my voice, I was off antidepressants after that because I didn't need that. I'm all for medication. I didn't need it for this. Right. These tools, this quieting of the mind and not being afraid to run from what was coming up Mm. kind of kept me in this direction. I would never think that I would be doing what I'm doing today if it wasn't for that experience. There's no way. Right. This has given me a new direction in my life. And this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And there's no doubt in my mind. Yeah that I am not fulfilling what, you know, what I'm, my job, my role yeah, in service, yeah, you know? And so it's, it's just, always amazing how these tragedies lead us, you know, to where we're supposed to be. Even though at the time it seems, you know, incredible when, when you, when you're going through it. And then when you've, come through it and you're on the other side and you have found your gift through that tragedy or that experience, then it makes more sense. And you, Without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. You know what I found ironic for me in this experience? That it was my throat that was affected. Mm. And I'm a very shy, quiet person that really never advocated or spoke up for myself. Mm. So when I came back and I was able to find my voice, it was a gift to to use it, not just in saying hello and goodbye, but to speak my truth, like oh, yeah. live this life mm. that is in, in alignment and accordance with your soul. Exactly. Exactly. So. And isn't so that, I, that's, isn't that what it's all about? Is this can, that yoga journey of of truth absolutely and it's hard it's a practice there's no i don't think there's any real end to it um you know going for a degree training for a marathon you get a piece of paper you see a finish line but with yoga and this practice of ourselves it doesn't end and that in itself is a practice you know is being okay with being willing to still get up every day and show up and do the work, whatever that may be for you or me or the individual at hand. Right, right. And then once you find your voice and you've you've connected to speak your absolute truth and you can't do anything else after that, that's it. You have to do it. No doubt. You are led to give that gift to so many other people and I know that you've done some work um, in the prison system. Is that right? Yes. Yes. I've worked with the criminally insane. I work with troubled youth. Mm. Uh, so I go into, I, I work with people that have one limb. I work with people that have no use with their limbs. I mean, we, we're all, we all have our own stuff, our own challenges, our own, we're all differently abled. Yes, absolutely. You know, but it's it's just being able to connect with our like you say our, our our own self our higher our higher power our God and yeah. and and just to serve 
Yeah. To serve. For me, it's in service. Mm-hmm. That's my practice is in service. I've been serving my, my studio long before I took ownership of it mm. because I have such a deep gratitude for this, that without this practice, there's no doubt in my mind that I, I'd be maybe I'd be dead. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have the relationships with my children that I have. Yeah. Uh, who knows if I would be a substance abuser. I don't know. Right. Right. Um, and who knows if I'd be lost, but I know when I get up in the morning that the first thing I do is mm-hmm. I am so deeply grateful for this body and for this breath. Yeah. Um, and being willing to accept my body as it is today and accept my situation and circumstances as they are. I can't change the weather, but mm-hmm. I can adjust my attitude and it's not easy. I am human. I, I am flawed. I screw up regularly. I am Italian. I have a <laughs> bit of a temper, you know, <laughs> so it's like, it's all there, but that's who I am too. I mean, if it wasn't for those parts, mm. you know, but I've learned how to forgive myself too, for making mistakes along the way. Yeah. So important. It's and so important. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely do. Uh, you know, I mean, you, you've you've said so much, and to come back from something like that and use your voice like never before to do. I'm get. I feel misty when I talk about it. And, um, you've given so much to so many people, and I really I want you to know that. Um, and what has what what are some of the greatest gifts besides the one you have mentioned? This the ones that you have mentioned. The greatest gifts yoga has taught you as a human to love myself, mm. to accept myself, to forgive myself, to be gentle with myself, mm. to. My body. I'm 53 years old. I'll be 54. My body doesn't hurt. Mm. You know. So we can talk about the physical. I can talk about the internal. But then physically, I feel good. Yeah. I don't wake up with aches and pains. I sleep well. I love my life. I mm. love being able to go to the studio. I love seeing people come in. And take care of themselves so they can go be better people to themselves and to their families. Yeah. It's, it, this is, this is, this is what I, I call myself. I'm a caretaker of, I'm like a lighthouse keeper. My job is to keep the lights on so people can come and do their own work. Oh. So when you say for me that I've done a lot for people, um, that's hard for me to hear because I am just, in my own self, a 16 year old kid trying to figure it out too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hear you on that one. Yeah. I think yoga keeps the soul as well as the physical body keeps the soul young and vibrant. And, yeah. um, it's really hard to con- convince people who may be a little bit, um, Maybe not as receptive, thinking that yoga is the one thing I get 
as a yoga teacher myself, is when I invite people to take a class, it's always the same response. I'm not flexible. I'm not flexible. <laughs> yeah. You know? And that's why we go to yoga, so we can be flexible. You know, um, I don't take uh, pictures are beautiful, you know, and the postures are beautiful. The body is beautiful. What the body can do is amazing. But it's also really intimidating um, to somebody who's looking to start. And I get that. I mean, I've gotten people, you know, look at me and say, you don't look like a typical instructor, you know, a typical yoga teacher. (laughs) I'm not a size two. I like chocolate cake. I do. I like food. I'm not. I got a little fluffy belly. I'm okay with that. But I can do things that if I didn't practice, I would probably hurt myself. Yes. Meaning like I, I, you know, we see these slogans and these means I bend so I don't break. Yeah, exactly. You know, I want to have some flexibility in my own body physically. So I don't hurt myself if I'm getting in or out or on my car or I, I'm stumbling. I, you know, I have a little bit of, you know, strength to support my joints. That's good feeling. Absolutely. You know, feeling strong is okay. Yeah, but I do it. But I do it for me, and, and it strengthened. Um, I, you know, it strain, strengthened my muscles, but it strengthened strengthened my will. Yes, and yes. my sense of purpose. Yes, yeah, and that might change in ten years. I don't know. I'm not. You know, here I am today. We, we're coming out of a pandemic, and after six months mm. of having the studio closed, mm. I knew when I opened my doors. I would never close them again. Mm. The fact that people didn't have a place to come to be reminded to breathe, to be reminded to exhale, Mm -hmm. to get on their mat and sit with themselves in a room with other people that care, whether they know that person or not, is um, a told space. And I never really knew what that meant. Mm you know, until probably in the last year or two. Yeah, it was, it was really counterproductive, wasn't it? When you're going through a a huge health crisis pandemic and the one thing of many things, but the very one very important thing that you could do to support really good health and health of body and mind is not available, is closed. Yeah. And it was concerning. And so... I, um, you know, myself, I took it outside to the grass uh, in, I think it was April, and offered yoga on the grass in front of my house because it's, it was, it's just too important to, you can't close yoga. You just can't. Right. And, and so, but they did. And, and what, you know, you, you found, you know, we all found ways around doing it at home or in the grass or whatever you have to do. But, but the thing is, yoga, and I try to explain this too, it's not about the outfits or the no. fancy yoga studio or the lattes you get after or the, the bending and, the, and the, like you said, the, the asanas that are, they are beautiful, they're gorgeous. And, but it's not about that. No, it's, it's, not about, it's about so much more than that. And I, I think we, when we have talked, you and I, about... Being still 
and present in the moment. Can you talk a little bit about being present in the moment? Sure. Um, well, the mind is absolutely powerful. And I know for myself, I am a phenomenal storyteller. I will create scenarios that will most likely never happen. Mm. What this practice has another tool it's it's given me the opportunity to notice when I get caught up in that story mm. and to say the only thing that is real right now is this next breath that I'm taking in yes. so every time I get myself caught up in what's happening outside or upstairs or you know whatever it is mm-hmm. or these what if scenarios um I what's real I'm sitting on my mat I'm, I'm sitting here in this in the space and I'm taking this breath. That's it. Yep. That's the pre- that's it. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing I have control over at that moment. But again, it's a t- it's a practice because we will get caught up a million times a day and our minds are like racehorses. They'll just go. Yeah. Unless we learn to say, I'm doing it again. I'm going to take this breath. Yes. And then I'm going to move and I'm going to do with this next breath. Yes. And if I have to say that a million times a day to create that muscle memory, then that's what I will do. Yeah. But again, it's a practice. It, there's no finish line. Absolutely. So true. And, you know, part of yoga is, is the breath work, which is mm-hmm. where the healing happens um you know and and it's part of a yoga practice is learning how to properly breathe which completely calms the sympathetic nervous system and taps into the parasympathetic nervous system so that we can find that place of calm and i think that's probably what you were talking about when you were in that process laying on that operating table and being able to access that in that moment, that that was a, a lifesaver. Completely. Me. The doctors the doctors that were there said it was there was no medical ap- explanation mm. as to how I survived that surgery, how I survived that, that situation. Yeah. And I know well it was divine intervention. Um, but I know that it was just those few moments to come out of this state of absolute panic and fear and mm. terror yeah. and just say, okay, we're going to find another route. We're just going to breathe in through the third eye and out through the heart center. And it was just the repetition of, you know, but what the hell, if I didn't have this, if I didn't have any of these trainings, who knows what, what the outcome would have been. Right. And that's my point is yes, that was an extreme situation. But in life, when we are feeling that depth of despair or that panic, so many people suffer from anxiety disorders. The breath is always accessible. And it really is. It's medicine. It's it's, so incredibly powerful that we take it for granted. We do. We don't utilize it. We don't feel it in our bodies. If we sit and we truly focus on taking that breath in 
and we visualize it traveling to the tips of our fingers, through our body, feeding our souls and our cells, nourishment, healing, life, vital life force. Mm. And as long as we're breathing, we can really handle anything that comes our way. It's the truth. But it's... It, but it's remembering to breathe. It's remember to say, okay, I can exhale. Yeah. I can let that go. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, and it's, it's just a beautiful, it's a beautiful practice. I am so grateful that I wandered into Happy Buddha Yoga in June of 2016. Out. And you happened to be there. I mean, it could have been anyone. Um. But it was, it was you. And um, I go back in time to that teacher training and all those beautiful women in that class um, often, I have to tell you. I, it, it, really was, uh, it really was one of the most beautiful times of my life. And I, I honestly mean that, not to sound like overly sappy, but it, it's the truth. What, whatever magic happened there was really... Uh, life-changing, and I'm just so grateful for it all the time. Me too. Yeah. Me too, Shari. Yeah. So I want to ask you where people can find you, your studio, and all of your offerings, because you do also the Reiki and the Thai work. And Yes. Where can people find you? We're in Goshen, New York, uh, Orange County. We have our website is www.happybuddhayoga.com. Um, you can read some of the info about our teachers. I am honored and humbled to work with some of the most brilliant yeah. teachers around. Yeah. Um, they all bring something very different, something very unique. Mm. Uh, it's just, um, a really magical, for me, it's a magical place. It's, uh, a place to heal yeah. and it's home. It is a magical place. That that's for sure. I, I don't, I, I don't know why, but it is, I've been to many yoga studios, um, all over the place. It's, it is magical. It's probably something to do with the, the owner and, and like you said, all the people, you know, it starts at the top sometimes, I think. And, you know, people, they, they stumble in just like I did. And then they become teachers. And I've you've allowed me to do chakra workshops. And I'm oh, yeah. grateful for all the support you have given me over the years. And I just, do you have any um, closing words for people um, about the practice of yoga? The hardest part is walking in the first time. Mm. And don't give up after the first time. Yeah, good. You know, we might not we might not find the right teacher for us that day. But find find a place that you can call home that you feel safe in. Yeah. Communicate with the teacher. You know, let them know if there's concerns. Maybe do a I invite people to the studio to do a to just come in and see before they even take a class. Meet me. Come see the space yep. and be comfortable. And like I said, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. Take another teacher. Try somebody else. Just don't <laughs> give up after the first time. Yeah. You know, and the, and I and I really do believe that, that the hardest part, the scariest part is is going for the first time. Yeah, I agree. It is. 
But but like so, I said, keep keep at it because it's so worth it. It's so worth it's it. It's so worth it. Yeah. It's an amazing, beautiful. It's a beautiful practice. It's a beautiful gift that we can give ourselves, yeah. and in turn, we make the world a better place. Absolutely. Well, this has been a very interesting and beautiful chat, Charlene. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing your story and your wisdom with all of us today. It's well, so much gratitude to you, Sherry. Thank you so much for everything that you're doing as well. And thank you for inviting me into this conversation. Oh, you're welcome. It's important to share and support each other on this spiritual journey for sure to ultimately heal, heal ourselves and, yeah. and the universe as a whole. Absolutely. So I think if there's you. anything I can do, you know, people can reach out, they can ask questions. I will, whatever is needed, I will serve. In gratitude, I serve. Thank you. Thank you so much. So I will probably speak with you soon. And I just thank you and take good care and be well until we meet again. You too, my friend. Thank much you. love to you. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. I hope you all enjoyed that conversation with Charlene Predmore of Happy Booty Yoga as much as I did. Until next time, be well, try yoga, and take good care of yourselves. Thank you. Namaste.